Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Hacking HR podcast, the show where we talk about the amazing future of human resources and all things at the intersection of future of work, technology, innovation, organizations, transformation, and people. At Hacking HR, we believe that human resources can become the most important trailblazer, leading people and organizations successfully and effectively into the new reality of work and life. To do that, we must rise to the challenges of our times, shoot for the stars, and achieve our fantastic potential. During this show, we discuss ideas, insights, data, experiences, stories, and anything else that can contribute to helping you become and be a better HR leader and practitioner. Thank you so much for joining us today and enjoy the show. After the financial crisis, which actually hit this company very, very hard, uh, there was a lot of uh, reorganization and, and we had uh, a new CEO and a new HR uh, manager. And uh, it was decided, uh, two things in terms of equality was decided in the action plan that was uh, put into place uh, in this company. It was uh, uh, even out the uh, number of uh, males and, and females in uh, management positions. Mm-hmm. And uh, then also to eliminate uh, the gender pay gap. Right. So that is a, a great plan and something that uh, uh, many have planned to do. Vidir is an equality advocate who works with data to manifest more equal and better functioning workplaces. As the head of people analytics at Reykjavik Energy, Vidir has been supporting leaders in decision-making towards creating a more flexible, diverse, and healthier workplace. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Hacking HR podcast. I'm Tatiana, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Vidir Ragnarsson, hoping I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, He's joining us from Iceland and um, we're very excited to having him. So thank you for joining us today, Vidir. Great to have you. Yeah, thank you. And I'm pleasured to be with you and uh, learning more about, uh, well, what you have in mind for me and and what I can offer uh, you uh, in terms of what I've been doing. Yeah, I think we'll be learning a lot from you today. So for everybody's um, understanding, Vidir is the um, head of people analytics at Reykjavik Energy, and he has had some tremendous successes working in topics, diversity and inclusion at large. But in particular, and we're also going to talk about this a bit more today, is about gender pay gaps and actually how he managed to turn it to no gap. So let's go into this and see what we can learn from you. So one question that certainly comes to mind, you're a huge advocate for many, many years in the whole diversity and inclusion space. And then you turned at some point looking at gender pay gaps. Do you want to share your story? Was there any trigger? Was there natural evolution? What made you go so passionate about this topic to this date? Yeah, well, uh, I was uh, hired to this company, Reykjavik Energy, uh, well, almost 10 uh, years ago. And uh, then at that time, 
they had already uh, measured the gender pay gap. There was uh, uh, some uh, preliminary uh, ways to uh, think about how are we paying men and women and uh, what contributes uh, to the differences uh, in uh, how we are, are treating uh, uh, men and, and women in terms of uh, pay and, and reimbursement. So uh, I was not the initiator of this in this company, but uh, uh, then in uh, terms of uh, yeah in in the in the uh, after the financial crisis, which actually hit this company very very hard. Uh, there was a lot of uh, reorganization and, and we had uh, a new CEO and a new HR uh, manager. And uh, it was decided, uh, two things in terms of equality was decided in the action plan that was uh, put into place uh, in this company. It was uh, uh, even out the uh, number of uh, males and, and females in uh, management positions mm -hmm. and uh, then also to eliminate uh, the gender pay gap. Right. So that is a, a great plan and something that uh, uh, many have planned to do. Uh, but we actually uh, had to, well, just implement it. It was introduced into the into the board of director was uh, our uh, we are uh, municipality owned so the it was introduced in, in the in the council of uh, Reykjavik which is the capital of Iceland uh, they are going to do this so we had to find some way uh, to actually do it uh, so we started uh, and there have always been uh, this uh, mindset in this company to uh, look at data and uh, I have this role of collecting data around both pay and uh, around the uh, HR and, and uh, employees and people. And uh, so we, we, we decided to uh, look at it that way that uh, what uh, is the contributing factor of each employee to, uh, to the success of the company. Mm -hmm. So both in terms of the job they are, are performing, uh, uh, what is the contribution of the employment and, and also the education they have. Um, and also uh, in terms of them personally, uh, the, their efforts. Uh, and what are we paying uh, also in terms of uh, each employee in terms of how, how, how we see that employee in the future. So. It's well known in the financial uh, financial uh, world that you uh, pay for uh, future potential mm -hmm. of uh, some product or some company. And we also do that in terms of uh, our employees. So uh, we decided to measure that also, the, the future pro potential of uh, each of our employees uh, in terms of growing in their role or uh, beyond the role, uh, you can have someone which you have a, have a lot of uh, potential, but they are not ready yet. But the, you was uh, 
still at the time you have begun paying uh, based on that potential. Right. So, How do you do yeah. that? What's your basis of data? We uh, just ask the managers. That is, uh, that is the point of uh, we have. Uh, we uh, have uh, HR uh, business partner or, or HR manager in, in each of our, our uh, uh, subsidiaries. And uh, then we have the CEOs of each company. And uh, the management in each company and the HR business partner evaluate that based on, on certain structure we, we put in, in, in writing, but uh, also uh, they do that for every employee uh, in their business unit. And uh, then we use that as a model and we use a, a, a statistical model. It's a, it's a basic uh, regression analysis uh, based on all these data, all these variables and, and uh, link that to the pay. So that gives us uh, some uh, idea of who, according to what we th think is valuable, who are underpaid and who are overpaid. Right. And then we take that, uh, the gender variable, and look at is it different for women and men? And usually when this is done, it, is, uh, it shows that uh, there is a difference in how you value uh, women and men, uh, even though you take into account all these variables. And it was like that in, in, in for many years for us also. Mm -hmm. So we are a very gender-based industry, energy sector, which is uh, and, and very job uh, divided by gender in this sector and also in all, all sectors in society. So uh, even though uh, we look at it that way, we had no idea how would we uh, change this. So uh, that was the other part of the journey, closing the gender pay gap. Mm -hmm. and that was uh, a cooperation with a startup company called Pay Analytics. Right. Uh, and we helped, uh, was, uh, was uh, helping them develop a tool, a software, uh, that helped us eliminate the gender pay gap. So it uh, basically uses this uh, model, as I was describing, and uh, pinpoints, well, this man or this woman, woman are underpaid by that much. So it actually gave us uh, the uh, exact uh, employee that was being underpaid or overpaid. Uh, oh, did you embark on this journey with that startup? How long is that ago? That was uh, in uh, 2016. Wow. Mm -hmm. so okay. Then, then uh, uh, their software was uh, was uh, Excel-based uh, uh, software, but it's now becoming a cloud-based uh, web service. Mm -hmm. So uh, okay. it has taken taken a tremendous uh, step forward in that respect. Uh, so we uh, gave us now both the well the exact uh, employees that uh, were either uh, or sometimes it was not about uh, pay it was uh, about we were valuing either jobs or uh, some, some uh, 
parameters uh, in the employee profile wrongly. So that gave us a, 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 a suggestion toward what to what to uh, uh, correct in that res respect. And also uh, sometimes we we had to raise uh, the pay for certain groups or certain individuals just to achieve this uh, this. Uh, uh, yeah, closing the gender pickup, That's which was uh, w was what w what we were supposed to do, and uh, but we you can't uh, develop ways to well look at some data and look at some variables that uh, uh, doesn't really show you the right picture, but uh, gives you some indication of 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 uh, some reality and base your analysis on that but we have always had it as our guiding light to hear what we truly believe is uh, the correct uh, uh, variable uh, in terms of how we see people in our operation mm -hmm. and their contribution to it so uh, e even if it uh, costs us more it's that's on it's, my mind it's been expensive yeah. right there has been quite some money to be put into i guess yeah, yeah, uh, but it is a human rights issue, mm -hmm. and also when you have the uh, uh, model as we uh, put it up, uh, it showed us that we were uh, irrespective of of uh, the gender. Uh, it is not uh, good business to underpay people. So if you say that these people have these uh, 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 well parameters if we talk talk about people like data mm -hmm. but if, if we if we say that they uh, contribute this much and should be uh, reimbursed uh, in this way according to that uh, it isn't a good business in the long run to underpaper people mm. so and it also uh, gives us, uh, well, it's better for our marketing uh, position, market position, uh, to be able to uh, pay the right people the right amount. And, and we uh, have a way of measuring uh, or comparing what we are paying in certain, in certain jobs and, and certain job groups uh, against the market benchmark in Iceland. So, right. so we correct our model also uh, according to that uh, manually. So, so it's a it's a lot of data and it's a it's, it's I quite. Bet. <laughs> but it's a model true. model to it's it's a lot of work to well develop it. But but when you uh, have the right uh, variables and and we have been changing these variables through the years, mm -hmm. uh, some are are outdated and, and uh, some are not. Uh, the right ones to show us what we were after. When you have them, uh, it, it's quite, well, just part of everyday business to uh, to to uh, keep the model going. Right, but that's beautiful. So what you're saying is there is a mission behind that, which is larger than the financial impact or any other aspect of maybe industry pushing back, the market having a different opinion. You really made a statement. You said it is just, it, you said human rights issue. It yep. is just to pay properly. And you defined what you mean by properly. 
And then yeah. you also defined that based on what you're expecting to see from the person contributing, you don't care what gender tag they carry, you want no. to compensate the work. Yeah, now, yeah. And, 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 and in terms of... Yeah, apologies. Just to add, you did mention yeah. municipality-owned. Yeah. So how come this is so much more progressive than any kind of private-owned business that could actually do whatever it wants? And there's a lot of companies claiming also being on this journey and trying very, very hard. So... Yeah. Uh, although we are, uh, we are uh, uh, well, publicly owned, mm -hmm. uh, we have, uh, we are not, uh, well, there's a, as a labor market in Iceland that is a public labor market and, and private labor market. Right. And uh, our the legislation around us, because we are in, uh, in comp competing uh, business, selling uh, energy and, 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 and such. So uh, uh, our legislation, uh, uh, we, we are competing in the private market. Got it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so. Uh, maybe the uh, the owner ownership uh, has an effect that uh, we are more uh, uh, aware of these issues but mm -hmm. i think your camera is uh, when you are paying fairly mm -hmm. uh, uh, that is a good, good business definitely apologies i think we're just having a bit of internet connection issues. There's some thunder coming here, so I hope it's not going to interrupt this too badly. Okay. Um, now, I think we shouldn't underestimate the huge effort you have been undertaking, and you're probably very proud to state that you have achieved a no-gap um, situation in this company. How did it take? Yeah. How long did it take? And obviously, I'm guessing you also still have to maintain a lot of effort to keep it this way going forward. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, we were kind of stuck uh, in around uh, two percent gender pay gap when we were uh, measuring, and uh, that was around 2015. Mm -hmm. And then we got into our, the cooperation with uh, Bay Analytics, and uh, then we started to measure the gender pay gap uh, every month. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and that was also when we were uh, in cooperation with uh, Pay Analytics in, in developing their software and helping them develop. And uh, from uh, uh, mid-year 2017, we have measured uh, every month, every month after every every payroll, mm -hmm. and uh, that gives us uh, an opportunity. Well, we. Uh, to answer the first question, we closed the gender pay gap uh, from mid-year 2017 in six months from 1.4% to 0. 0. 0. Uh, 0. 0.3, which yeah. is, uh, means minus means in, in favor of mm -hmm. favor of women. Mm -hmm. um, although 1.4% was uh, statistically uh, not significant, uh, we we're not a, uh, willing to say we have closed the gen gender pay gap until we measured uh, the uh, paid 
disparity in uh, the other direction, in yeah. favor of England. Mm -hmm. And that happened in uh, December 2017. And uh, so that is almost, uh, well, three years that we have kept uh, the gender pay gap within 1%, which is uh, our, our goal. Uh, there are a lot of factors that are, are affecting the gender pay gap uh, every month. People are leaving, uh, people are hired, uh, mm -hmm. they have their, their uh, expectations and, and then we have to uh, account for them. Uh, people get uh, raises and, and, and uh, the pay changes. So uh, before uh, every deci any decision is taken uh, in terms of hiring and, and promotions, mm -hmm. uh, we run uh, the effects uh, through our model. And that is very, very easily done with uh, pay analytics. Mm -hmm. So uh, before someone, it is of course very centralized uh, uh, decision-making process and uh, uh, the manager that they have the, uh, the final say uh, but the uh, in order to keep us within uh, zero gender pickup we uh, uh, we have to know the effect of every decision we do in terms of pay before we take a decision mm. and that is not to say well we can't uh, give someone a raise it is, uh, it is to make us more uh, aware of uh, uh, the effects uh, one such decision has on, on other groups. Right. So uh, maybe if you have a, have a, have a group that is uh, uh, very gender divided, you have maybe few men and, and many women in the same categories. Uh, so if you change the pay of someone that is uh, maybe maybe one of the men who are, who are few there that has an effect on the gender pay mm. parity in that group so then you have to take into account how you're paying the women there so mm. it's, a, it's a, it, uh, kept it for yeah. three years straight amazing yeah yeah, yeah. so I, i'm maybe more proud of that <laughs> of course it was great to great to uh, great to uh, achieve it but mm -hmm. keep it uh, around the zero uh, it's uh, yeah for three years that is that is uh, something that uh, spectacular is, is, no, yeah, it's very congratulations good. on that now if i were to ask you could any company do this what's your yeah thing? yeah yeah uh, i know that uh, well pay analytics uh, they are looking for partners in other markets, mm -hmm. and they have been uh, hooking up with some partners in in, in Europe and also in the States. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are other type of of, uh, of players that are are uh, doing this and using this solution to achieve uh, uh, well results in in gender pickup. Uh, we are. Of Icelandic company, we are big in Iceland, but we are we are a small company compared to other companies in, in the world. We are we are around well six hundred employees, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I think the solution is is uh, also applicable to I don't know it's applicable to larger companies and larger larger units. So definitely no excuses there.
No, not really. Uh, <laughs> if you if you want to do it, well, it, it is a work, and it, it and this the way we have done it is uh, to uh, decide to uh, well collect the data on how we pay and what is valuable for us mm -hmm. in the in the in each employee, mm -hmm. and uh, and I think uh, that is a, a good for for the business also. It's not. Uh, and then you get the, the, the data on, on the gender disparity. We have also used it on, on uh, the measured origin-based uh, data. Right. Yeah. So we uh, have measured, uh, we've done that once a year. We measured uh, if we pay uh, those who originate in Iceland, uh, otherwise than uh, those who originate out, outside of Iceland mm -hmm. within our companies. And, uh, there was no disparity there, so so it can can be used against other other discriminating factor other than gender. That's great, and I'm sure it could also go into academic background, non-academic background, maybe age yeah. and yeah. other factors. age. Yeah. yeah, yeah, wonderful. Okay, so definitely everybody listening, no excuses there, and we're gonna pay attention to pay analytics and where they're going. Now, another huge achievement, and I did ask you, dear, if I'm allowed to share, um, you're a father of five. So that's obviously quite a handful of another piece of job. But looking at all the work you're doing, all these amazing achievements to date, and all your passion around diversity, inclusion, equality, is it a topic with your children? And is it something that you consciously push to them as the future generation of workforce, but also of influencers of society? Yeah, well, uh, of course, my children, they are in the, on the, the age uh, from 21 is the oldest uh, and um, nine years old is the youngest. Uh, so they are very evenly spread uh, between nine and 21 mm -hmm. and uh, three girls and, and two boys yeah. of course they know uh, know what i do and, and uh, what i, I uh, my emphasis is on uh, you shouldn't be uh, well well you shouldn't be desegregated uh, because of uh, who you are who you are in terms of of gender and uh, uh, it is also well maybe what I have been trying to uh, think about in terms of my kids and all the kids is that uh, the problem is uh, very much uh, societal. It is in terms of how we value uh, the jobs uh, uh, mostly men uh, do today and uh, uh, the education uh, men versus women have. Yeah. So. Uh, be proud of uh, and be 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 courageous in in, in choosing other fields than the uh, very male dominated or, or female dominated uh, is is my message to my kids. Mm. Very inspirational, we, I'm sure. We will just see. We will just see <laughs> what comes <laughs> out of that. Uh, but, right. but I think in terms of of uh, well, the gender. Uh, the gender equality uh, discussion in the world, it, it is, is uh, and also in the workplace is uh, the gender-based uh, job selection. That is, that is the main, main issue. Mm. 
No, but it's beautiful that you are raising awareness, but also that you're really making them aware that it is not a topic of the past. It still keeps creeping no. into the workplace and uh, it, it may still, you know, go any direction unless we pay attention and really try to maneuver or even manage. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and, uh, uh, and equality isn't just achieved uh, thought. It is, it, it is uh, something you have to uh, fight for and, and work mm -hmm. towards uh, every day. Yeah. And then, then it is so important to build structures uh, within the company that, that uh, checks uh, with data on the status, on uh, either how the gender pay gap is, how is the cultural aspect, and, and many, many more. So you have to constantly be aware of, uh, of this assignment, yeah, yeah. Keeping, keeping the equality. Very important. And, and what I've just learned is really that you mentioned you have also been experimenting with the data. So you had some assumptions, you altered them, then you tried them again. You mentioned parameters that you were adjusting all the time. So experimentation and data doesn't seem like a natural fit because normally you have a formula and you just apply it right over and over, mm -hmm. but you were yeah. open to really adjust it and try to understand better and better what you're after. Yeah. It's uh, uh, for example, uh, uh, most, uh, most people and when you are, are measuring uh, uh, pay, uh, most use, uh, well, uh, tenure. So how long have this been, uh, this employee been with us? Mm -hmm. uh, we don't use that in our model. We, we, we used to use it, okay. but we don't use it anymore because uh, we have a best, better measure that is uh, our evaluation of the performance of the employee. Right. Uh, so we are not paying uh, the employee just for being here for a long time. If it doesn't uh, uh, turn into a, a better performing employee, and if we have a measure for that, we don't have to uh, involve tenure. Uh, so we have we have been uh, well. We look at also in the model. It gives us some uh, uh, statistical uh, information of of how important each variable is, and we look at those numbers and and. Uh, ask us, is, is there a better way to, to address this and, and measure this? So that is the experimentation. Mm. Just a, a way to find a better, better model. Yeah, definitely. And not, a, not, a, not a fishing some variables yeah. that gives us a better fit, but uh, uh, something that better, uh, uh, well, explains the reality that, that mm. we want to. To asking critical see. questions yeah. yeah really putting the correlation between what do we want versus what do we really see yeah, yeah that's great i love that okay and now being in that field of people analytics you clearly have a huge advantage over a lot of people out there you can put things into model as you described and i think what we are seeing a lot in the hr space is a huge desire to be able to progress more on the data front, to support decision-making with very profound information. But on the other hand, there is still a bit of that fear or concern 
we might not be trained enough, we might not be you know, good enough at interpreting, analyzing data. What would be your message? What would be your suggestion to overcome that concern and use more data and, and use it maybe exactly the way that you're suggesting? Yeah, well, uh, my suggestion uh, would just be to uh, try your things out, try uh, experimenting and try to collect data that you think uh, makes sense to use mm -hmm. and uh, use a lot of a lot of uh, seek out advice to others that are in these fields and uh, it's my experience if if uh, if i seek help if i if i ask questions uh, people are very generous both with their time and, and uh, with their uh, with their suggestions on how you can uh, build a better model and, and uh, yes, just point you in the in the in the some other direction and point you to to something new. Mm. And uh, because well, I'm the kind of although I'm the head of people analytics, it's uh, me, and so I also a, a junior uh, specialist with me. So we are a few here. Uh, so I need to, uh, and we have few in Iceland that are basically doing people analytics. Mm -hmm. uh, so I have to reach out to uh, colleagues uh, abroad and, and ask questions. And that has, has given me much, uh, a lot, a lot of things to think about. And and mm -hmm. and, uh, and sometimes I, I I wish they <laughs> they gain something from also speaking to me. Definitely. I mean, I'm certainly taking away not just some inspiration, but actually some real to do's, you know, thinking like, okay, I've got to do this and I'm going to have to reach out to you and ask you, how exactly did you do this? Excellent. Now, with um, this topic in mind, we could probably talk forever. Unfortunately, we are running uh, a bit short on time. But the one question I would love to ask you that we are asking um, every guest on our show is, what are you most excited about? if you think about future of work or future in general, and what is your greatest concern, if there is any? Uh, well, I'm excited and, and uh, uh, there is uh, some uh, trend I, I'm seeing also in terms of uh, the world today, in terms of uh, the COVID situation, HR mm. and uh, people and uh, the analytics of uh, people and, and organizations and, and the interconnection of those, uh, it's becoming much more uh, valuable. So uh, people analytics uh, have uh, a lot of, uh, well, it's opportunity to, to really show the value of people analytics. Mm -hmm. And it has, has uh, given us uh, working in, the, in this field, uh, yeah, a chance to to show what uh, what the value of uh, people analytics really are. So that, in terms of uh, the future, makes me makes me excited. Mm -hmm. uh, there are also a lot of very promising things about uh, some automation and, and easier way to uh, handle and uh, work with data. There are not many years ago that I. Uh, Running a model like I was, I was talking about. It took me took me many many 
well days to prepare the data mm -hmm. and get it from uh, different source of source uh, sources and, and getting it into the form I wanted. Uh, those days are, are mostly over for me at least. So we are we are seeing a more uh, interconnected systems and, and that is always uh, very helpful. Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of my concern, it is uh, uh, we, we can't lose the uh, well the common sense and also well the human touch uh, in terms of uh, how we deal with the data and with the technology. Right. So we we have to have the, the human touch and also uh, the uh, capability to to well, step in and say, well, this doesn't make sense. And in terms of equality, many of the uh, uh, artificial intelligence, uh, it's good, but uh, it is mostly uh, the learning, machine learning, it's, it's based on the past. And in terms of uh, equality, the past isn't very equal. So uh, we have some uh, stories and, and some uh, example of that. Uh, uh, like uh, some uh, artificial intelligence picking picking employees uh, and just picking the males. So, mm -hmm. of course, that was what was done in the past. Okay. So mm -hmm. yeah, so we have to be aware and and uh, don't lose the human human touch and, and be brave in in stepping in and, and and yeah, using what what we really know is is better. Wonderful reminders. Thank you so much, Vidir. Let's end on this high note. Everybody, hope you've taken away some great inspiration, some real tangible work to really get, uh, you know, deep dive in and, and make some difference, not just to the organizations, but as we are learning really to society. And that's huge. That's definitely worth um, attempting and, and worth trying. Thanks so much for joining, Vidir. Really enjoyed it. Good to have you. Thank you, everybody, for joining this podcast. Watch out for the next show. We'll be in touch. Stay safe, everyone. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please follow us on our social media and subscribe to our newsletter so that you can stay informed of all the things that we're putting together for you from the Hacking HR community. Thank you so much. Please continue to stay safe, stay well, stay strong, and we will see you soon.